Alright guys, I know this is quite overdue, um, but I have a good excuse. I have a new house guest. His name is Fernando. He is a street dog from Tijuana, Mexico. He is old AF. Um, so old that he, I think he's kind of blind and he keeps walking into walls, which is really sad. Like I'll be working and he'll just like, I'll just hear a thunk and it'll be him walking into, honestly, the mirror. He's confused by it. Right now, he's lying down on this, like, comforter throne that I have created for him on the floor. If you hear some click clacking, that's him getting up and patrolling because he does that a lot. So I will try to save your ears and remove the sound, but I'm only, you know, I'm only human, and I don't know how to do sound engineering. So this movie is one that has to the test of time as one of the greatest movies ever made, in my opinion. Uh, the premise of it, the execution of it, and I think the casting is just so, like, chef's kiss good. And the one, of course, I'm talking about is Face Off, a John Woo film. Uh, <clears throat> if you've never seen Face Off, shame on you, first of all. Secondly, get to it right away. Um, I don't think it's available for free anywhere. I tried looking, I, you know, I should own this to be honest, but I don't. So I rented it off of Amazon Prime and actually I had to rent it. So my, I use my mom's Amazon Prime or my parents. And <laughs> I didn't realize that when you press the rent button, it charges to like a card on file. I thought you could pick like a card. <laughs> so my mom, is probably going to look at her credit card bill and see like a $3 charge for um, face off, which she's not gonna be happy about. Anyway, the beginning of this movie is spectacular. It starts on a carousel. John Travolta is on the carousel with a little boy who is presumably his son, and he's having a whale of a time. And it's the carousel in um, Griffith Park, which is a very famous like nature uh, hiking place uh, in Los Angeles. I've never actually personally rode on it, but it is a goal of mine because of this movie. Anyway, so he's riding on the carousel with his son, and <laughs> this part is so amazing. Nick Cage, uh, theatrically, is, I don't know, he looks honestly like he's 100 yards away. He's very close. He theatrically throws like a tarp off of a sniper rifle that is aimed at this carousel. Goes ahead and shoots John Travolta in the back. That shot goes through John Travolta's back into his son, so his son dies. Uh, and Nick Cage is like bummed about it. Like he didn't mean to kill the kid, but he did. By the way, it's never explained as to why exactly he wants to kill John Travolta, but presumably it's because John Travolta plays a character in this called Sean Archer. I'm not going to call them by their actual names in the movie because I just don't think that their names are better than their real names. So John Travolta is an FBI agent. Nicolas Cage is a criminal, and his name is Castor Troy, which is really something. So flash forward six years. Nick Cage is dressed as a priest, and he's arming a bomb. Oh, Fernando's on the move. Okay, now he's laying down. We're all good. He's dressed as a priest, armed, arming a bomb. Uh, 
and he like sexually assaults a choir girl. I guess it's this like choir. If I know, I don't know. They're a choir and they're performing in some like ginormous room that looks like a train station. And he like grabs the ass of this choir girl and it's really, really weird. Anyway, it's interspersed with John Travolta and he's at work at the FBI and everyone's coming to tell him what they have or haven't found out about Nick Cage. And he, all I, the best way that I can describe John, John Travolta in this movie is just bitchy. He is in a bitchy mood. He is annoyed and uh, he doesn't think his workers are working hard enough to find Nicolas Cage. My favorite line is he says, we'll take a break when the case breaks, okay? And um, that's just a little, a little window into the way he's acting this entire movie. Okay. Then there's a huge runway battle. Basically, uh, Nick Cage is trying to get away. John Travolta doesn't want him to get away. There's a whole thing with a plane. John Travolta's in a car. Um, Nick Cage has, like, the flight attendant suck his tongue. Yes, you heard me right. Suck his tongue. I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, and then there's a giant shootout. And if for some reason, there's, like, a, a storage area for planes or engines or something. And somebody turns on an engine and it blows Nicolas Cage, like, into a grate and not it like basically kills him or knocks him out or whatever knocks him out and they take him into custody one thing that i do want to say about these two actors because i put on my instagram i said who is crazier nicholas cage or john travolta i was shocked to see that there were any people that said nicholas cage was crazier because john travolta is honestly unhinged nicholas cage i don't think he's well but at the very least, he, there's something about him that you like and that you would want to maybe like interact with. John Travolta, I never want to meet him. I just don't want to. I'm terrified of him. Um, and this movie does not help that at all. So, <clears throat> going back to the plot of the story, of course, the main, the main idea comes in here. Face off. Face off. There's a face change. If you've never seen this movie, this is, you need to see it just for this, okay? So this FBI lady comes in to John Travolta. She's like, hey, listen, this is a perfect opportunity. We've got Nick Cage uh, passed out. This is a great opportunity for us to take his face, put it on your face, and then you can go in to jail and like talk to his brother and get the inside scoop on everything that's going down. And John Travolta is, Again, bitchy and annoyed by this. He doesn't seem upset upset like I would be if, if somebody told me that they wanted to take my face off and put somebody else's face on me. He's just annoyed. But then he's like, fine, I'll do it. So they get really, really into the quote unquote science of this, which I don't really understand because it's not real science. And I think the rule really is in movies, if you are not... If it's not real science and it's very futuristic or unbelievable, don't go into detail about it because you're kind of digging a grave for yourself in terms of plausibility and it gets more and more ridiculous. So they tell him that they're going to basically like laser around the edge of his face and take it off, which whatever, that's already insane. But then the doctor goes on to tell John Travolta, he's like, I'm gonna give you a tummy tuck 
basically to make your body look more like Nicolas Cage's. Going to change your voice box thing. There's a microchip I'm going to put in there. He sounds like a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon talking to a patient and it's incredible. <laughs> He's basically pointing out John Travolta's like insecurities. So they do, they show the surgery, which is wild. They cut around the size of his face and then they take a big suction thing and put it over his face and just pull it off. Like that's all you need. You just need to suction the face off. Then they put it in like some sort of liquid and then they laser off Nick Cage's and they put Nick Cage's face on John Travolta and then they just like don't do anything to Nick Cage's face. He just has like a raw oozing scab of a face. And also another thing that I'll say is that the two FBI agents, agents who are in charge of this are just allowed to watch the surgery and they're super grossed out the entire time. And I'm like, then leave? Like when people we know get surgery, we don't go and watch them get surgery. We just like know that the surgeons are going to do it and then they come out and they're done. You don't need to watch that happen. Okay, so after that, they send Nick Cage, acting as John Travolta, into a magnetic prison. What are you talking about, you might say? Okay, I'm telling you exactly what it is. The floor is a magnet, and they have magnetic boots on, so it's, I guess, harder for them to walk around this prison. Um, then we go back to Nick Cage, who has just gotten his face taken off. I know this is about to get confusing because they're switching. But bad Nick Cage, I'll call him that. He sits up and he like takes his bandage off and he just has a raw ass ground beef face. And it's so nasty. And he finds the doctor who performed the surgery on good Nick Cage and he makes him put John Travolta's face on him. One thing I will say about John Travolta is I think this is the most I've ever believed him as an actor. I, I really do mean that. I think it's his finest work. And maybe that's not much of a compliment, but I it's fine. Him acting as Nick Cage and the crazy version of Nick Cage is really truthful. And he really gets to the heart of it. And I think the key to the casting was to pick two men who are equally as shameless and gross in real life so that they could properly mimic each other. Okay, and then... John Travolta, who is bad Nick Cage, but let's just call them Nick Cage and John Travolta again. John Travolta goes and visits Nick Cage's wife and, like, sleeps with her, basically. Okay? Then Nick Cage, after all this, escapes Prison Island. It's an island. Yes, it's in the middle of an ocean. He jumps into the ocean, and it's never explained how he comes ashore, because presumably if you have an ocean prison, it's too far away to swim, Right? Otherwise, why would you have it in the middle of an ocean? Then Nick Cage finally makes his way back to his wife and is like, hey, guess what? That dude you've been sleeping with, not your husband. That's the guy that killed our son. His wife is understandably upset. Then he proves that to her by saying, remember my blood type? Like, John Tra does not have that blood type. He has like AB blood type. So she's a doctor conveniently she goes in and gets tested and she realizes he's telling the truth <sighs> this is so insane i think she does a really good job of being really scared but granted it is an absolute method way of being scared because you're dealing with two of the scariest men in hollywood 
Oh, look who's texting me. Frankie's texting me right now. She is, uh, by the way, I, I will, let me just pause here and say the reason we haven't had a bad binge in a while is because Frankie is studying for a very, very important med school exam. It kind of is the determining factor for her residency. So she's been busy. So that's why I'm forced to watch these Nicolas Cage movies. Anyway, back to the story. I was gonna say that I think, okay, Fernando's drinking water really loudly and I'm so sorry, but he's very thirsty. Do you hear it? He's drinking a lot. Honey, I'm trying to record. He doesn't care. All right, so she's really good. Nicholas Cage is really good. Everybody all around is just doing a really A-plus job there's one thing I really, really love about Nicolas Cage is he can go from being a really bad, scary man, crazy person, to a really, like, tender, lovable, kind of, like, puppy dog human very quickly. And maybe you judge me for saying that, but that's just how I feel about him. So a bunch of things happen. There's then there, the ending, basically the ending of the movie is they have this entire shootout in a church. Um where everybody's holding a gun to everybody else's head. It's one of those like standoff things. And there are doves everywhere. Yes, the bird doves everywhere. It makes me think that maybe Scientology had something to do with this simply because there's a mythical quality to it that Scientology seems like it would really buy into. Obviously John Travolta is involved. And of course, Danny Masterson, who is that Scientologist who is uh, currently being tried for a multitude of rapes he plays a, a wannabe rapist in the movie which i'm pretty sure john trout got him that job so uh life following art for sure then they get face surgery whoa i back up back up back up nick cage kills john travolta with a harpoon yes you heard me with a harpoon except then he gets face surgery and becomes good john Tra again which really annoyed me because I just wanted it to stay Nick Cage. I didn't want John Trawback. I'm very scared of him. And he like walks up to the door and this entire movie, the way that he shows affection is what my favorite podcast, um, How Did This Get Made calls is the face waterfall, which is when he runs his fingers over somebody's face to show them that he loves them. How that exhibits that i'm not quite sure but that's what he does even before the age of covid that kind of touching is insane keep your dirty ass fingers off of my facial pores the kicker of this movie guys so you know how uh nick cage's nick cage killed john truss son at the beginning of the movie we come to find out through the course of the movie that nick cage actually has a son that he doesn't know about and then his the mom of that son dies so the kid is an orphan the end of the movie john travolta brings the kid to his home and it's like hey guys I've, you know, what's up? Here's this kid to replace our dead kid. It's such an insane thing to do. The wife just goes, she literally goes, okay. And the teenage daughter says, hi, let me show you to your room. The room that you're, of your dead brother. It is the most insane way to end a movie to say that this is a happy ending because clearly everybody in addition to being traumatized by the face switching and being bamboozled by the face switching, you have a lot that you need to explore in therapy on the topic of the dead son and then replacing the dead son with like your mortal enemy's child. All right, I'm going way over time here, but that's that's really kind of 
the movie. Um, it, it's amazing. I, I really am not saying this in like in a facetious way. I really mean it. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's in fact a Barufi family favorite. So if you know what's good for you, you will go watch this movie or else I'll find you and I'll make you switch faces with me.